Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before the sermon, a program note. Uh, following the sermon, we will use the offertory, which is created me, a clean heart, O God, page 192 and 193. So just a little bit of a heads up there, as much to remind me as anybody. Jesus shows up. Just seems to be wandering around. He came and got baptized by John. Okay, now what? And he's been preaching a little bit. And now something amazing happens. John the baptizer, who's proving to be very popular, crowds are coming out to see him. And, he, and he's challenging people's complacency and their mistaken notion of what it means to be the people of God. And they are repenting and being baptized for forgiveness of their sins. And he then says, that one is the Savior, the Lamb of God, sacrificial lamb. All these animals being killed at the temple in Jerusalem, pointing to that one, the ultimate sacrifice, God's own Son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so Andrew and maybe John or James said, maybe, follow Jesus. Rabbi, teacher, we want to... We want to listen some more to you. And Jesus has this interesting question. What do you want? So what do we want? What do you want out of life? Lots of money, financial prosperity, and, and recognition with plaques on the wall and certificates of, of achievement and merit that... What do you do with them after you retire? And um, because they're meaningless, basically, at that point. What do you want? Good health? Right. Sense of security? Some kind of peace? What do you want? Well, What do you want? I want a 57 T-Bird, but I just, just see portholes and continental kit and good stuff like that, okay? What do you want? And people keep asking in terms of money and things and job and education and relationships, what do you want? And sometimes we find it. And it's all, and it's all right. It's good. But then we start saying, what do you want in terms of some more important things like making our lives meaningful and having some sense of knowing what's going to happen to us after we die and if there is a God, what's our relationship with him supposed to be? So what do you want? And people look all over the place. We're, we're really creative in terms of coming up with things that will answer that question. What do you want? To sit on a hilltop and go, hmm. But I think that works in eastern Oregon and not around here. <laughs> and 
And now that you can smoke legally, it just, okay. What do you want? Some sense that there's something after we die? Or some conviction that there, nothing happens to us? What do you want? What do you want out of life? What do you want out of this relationship? What do you want out of all the effort you put into your job or you put into your family or well of course what I want is my children being ready as I've tried to tell them over the years to take care of me when I'm old and gray and they look at each other and their mother says no it's not going to happen don't worry about it what do you want it's a real basic question isn't it you got any good answers? What do you want, Jesus asks of us? And we say, Lord, we finally get, you and I as believers in Jesus Christ, finally get to the point of saying, Lord, we want you. All that you are, all that you've accomplished, all that you do in us and through us, we want you. Isn't that why we're here today? We want what God offers to us. Assurance of our sins being forgiven. Our guilt lifted. Knowing that whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Some strength to deal with the tragedies and the crises that seem to be part of our lives. Lord, we want you. But that takes some doing, doesn't it? Because there's a whole lot in us that resists yielding to God. We want some of what God offers, but not everything. You know, it's, Lord, give me patience and hurry up about it. Just, doesn't work that way. Lord, give me wisdom. And along the way, he's got to round off some corners and deal with some speed bumps of stubbornness and pride and stupidity. And Lord, what do you want of me? He calls us to follow him. Okay. Where? Well, into our jobs that we do, into our relationships, into the world where we are called to do good works, to help people in need. Lord, help me, because I've got this person in my office and, and he's just driving me crazy. And it's all I can do to keep from inflicting harm on them. <laughs> Jesus says, what do you want? And my response is, well, change him. Take care of him. Maybe move him to another planet or something, but just get him out of... And God says, maybe you have to start with your own heart, your own pride 
your own selfishness. I'm going to change you. That other person may not change, but I'm going to change you because that's what I want for you to be accepting and forgiving and patient and long-suffering. Jesus says, what do you want? Well, I'm not sure. But I've got job situations and I've got relationship problems and I've got financial problems and I need help. And God says, all right, this is what I'm going to do in you and through you. Are we willing to accept what, he's, what he can do in us? I don't know. What do you want? I want a world that is peaceful. I want a world where things are predictable and secure. And I don't have to worry about health insurance. And I don't have to worry about pensions. And I don't have to worry about some of the people on 205 and I just, just. And he says, walk with me. I'm with you. I will provide. What's that take? It takes trust. It takes trust. That little boy standing up here. Timmy, jump into my arms. Two years of age, here he comes. No doubt about it. Now that he's 43, it's a different matter. Do we trust him? Do we trust him to take care of us? to walk with us and strengthen us and give us wisdom and open up our eyes and our hearts to the opportunities around to serve others with his love and his truth. What do we want? I want good health. I want safety. The goal of my life is to die healthy, right? I have no idea whether it's going to happen or not, but God says, I know what's best for you, so walk with me. I don't know where that's going to take me. One of the most amazing things is that it's already taken me to Oregon City, but I, you know, walking. What do you want? And what are you willing to accept from God? Because he'll give us wisdom and generosity and patience and long-suffering and joy. He does that. That's the abundant life that he's talking about, that he offers to us, that he wants us to have. What does he want from us? Love, praise, trust, obedience, good works. What do you want? 
Maybe more precisely, what do you need from Jesus today? What do you need from him? And are you ready to go before him and say, Lord, please, you know what I need. Please, help me to accept it. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's a pretty good start, isn't it? Take our sins away, our disobedience, our damnation, our judgment. Takes it away. It costs him his life. That's what happens to a sacrificial lamb. It's killed for the sake of others, for us. The Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, that's what we want. And that's what we receive. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we join in the canticle, created in May, page 192. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy holy spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and double me with thy free spirit. Amen. Please be seated as the offering is received.
Please stand as we continue with the service of the sacrament on page 194. Page 194. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, and everlasting God, for the blessings you give to us. We give you thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death, that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. <laughs> 